Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Has the current pandemic made your homes a little messier than usual? With so many individuals working from home and using their couches or kitchen tables as offices and converting their living rooms into classrooms, we are living out of our households more than we ever have before. And the messes can certainly pile up. So today's guest is someone who can hopefully help you out with that. Shira Gill is an organizer, lifestyle expert, and author who for over 10 years has helped hundreds of individuals around the globe incorporate methods of organization into their lives and households. Her work has been featured in Goop, InStyle, Parents, and Domino, and her new book, Minimalista, will be hitting shelves next fall. I'm so thrilled to have her on to share her story and offer some tips and guidance for keeping your homes organized during the pandemic. I'm always looking to better organize my spaces, my closet especially, so I can't wait to learn a thing or two from Shira. So you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, Shira Gill, you are a professional organizer, a lifestyle expert, and author. I'm so excited to learn more about what you do and hopefully get some advice for myself. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. So yeah, if you will, would you mind just telling listeners a little bit about yourself and explaining what it is you do exactly and why you love doing it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Shira. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, and I have been a professional organizer, stylist, life coach, minimalist for 10 plus years professionally. Um, And really what I help people do is clarify their goals and their values and what they care about and strip away everything else. So I kind of like to think of myself as a life editor, not just a home editor, Um, But I do everything from help people clarify really what's essential to them to decluttering and editing their entire homes and organizing them and setting them up and styling them and maintaining them. Um, So that's kind of the crux of the work that I do, both one-on-one in person, um, and I have a whole suite of virtual programs where I teach people all over the world. basically how to think like an organizer, Mm -hmm. how to kind of cut through the clutter, figure out what's important and set up systems that are going to make your life a whole lot easier. Amazing. Yeah. I feel like this whole field is something so new and it just keeps on evolving. And now there's so much more media about organization and how you can all like just tidy up your life and declutter. Um, You had mentioned life coaching, you know, you're a life coach as well. How did that impact your organizational work and how you deal with your clients? Yeah, so I had actually, um, I had been a professional home organizer for about, God, I think about seven years before I became a certified life coach. And Mm -hmm. my um, father was a PhD psychologist. My mom was a coach. And so I kind of grew up around very psychologically oriented parents. Um, So I always was really interested in 
how people thought and belief systems and um, all of that. But, you know, as it related to my work, what I started seeing was just this theme of overwhelm and guilt and shame as it related to the process of getting organized and decluttering. Mm-hmm. And so I really was just interested in getting more of a professional toolkit to help my clients take the work to a deeper level and really understand why are they feeling shame or overwhelm or paralysis and what can we do about it? Um, So I've always been kind of a naturally organized person and really cared about my environment and, um, you know, always been kind of had my eye on like, what is clutter? What's in the way? Let me get rid of it. And um, so that was always really easy for me, but I really wanted to understand why it wasn't easy for most people Mm -hmm. um, and really wanting to get more in the head of my client. So I had always empathized, but I really wanted to understand, you know, why do people feel so overwhelmed? Why do they feel so stuck? Um, And how can I really help them work through that both from the outside in and the inside out? Yeah. I mean, I listening to you talk about it just then, uh, you know, you mentioned overwhelmed and then you also mentioned shame. And I think they both go hand in hand in some ways. Um, You know, we're everybody's busy. We're like busy people just in general. Society is super busy. And I know for myself, at least speaking for me, um, I'm a pretty neat and tidy person. But when I get busy is when I get messy. And I do, like you were saying, I do get shameful about it. it, As weird as that is. Um, I feel like we, (laughs) we put a lot of thought into our, into our messes and um, pressure uh, on ourselves to keep a clean and tidy home, a tidy image. Uh, and it's it's hard, but I love that there's so many resources now and individuals like yourself who are helping people to, you know, acknowledge that it's completely okay and, you know, you can work through it. Yeah, and just to speak to that for a minute, because I think there is so much pressure, especially on women to, you know, have the perfect, tidy, organized, streamlined home. And I think what's always really important to me is to make the distinction of what do you care about and what makes sense for you versus what do you feel pressure to do and maintain from others? Mm -hmm. Um, And so whenever I work with people, I'm always asking right at the beginning, you know, why do you want to get organized or why do you want to live with less and what's really behind it? What's motivating it? Because if it is an external force, like, you know, uh, I'm embarrassed for when people come over or, you know, my mom judges me or my mother-in-law or whatever it is. (laughs) I don't think that's a great reason to do this work. I think it always has to come from within and, wanting to make your life feel better or be easier or feel happier at home. Um, But I always want to get people out of that like societal pressure lens and into what do you care about and what is your ideal home look and feel like? And let's filter out all the noise and make it work for you, whatever that is. And so there's varying degrees of organization. And I have Some clients who, you know, we edit their stuff and set up some really simple systems, repurposing things they already own, and they Mm -hmm. feel great and like mission accomplished. And then I have other clients that want, you know, a pantry or a closet that looks like 
it's editorial or Pinterest worthy. And that's great. And I can help them do that. But I just want to kind of drive home the point, like there is no perfect level of organization. Um, It's only what's perfect and feels right for you. Right. I, I love what you said before too, you know, backtracking to you brought up gender. And I think it's really interesting how, you know, women are most likely perceived to be the tidy ones. And, you know, men can be messy, but women, we have to, you know, from a society standpoint, we have to keep a clean and tidy image. Um, and then if you're too tidy, I one of my biggest examples is, I guess, Monica from Friends. Yes. When, you have, <laughs> when you have somebody that's too tidy, they're neurotic. hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. I mean, I've been accused of everything under the sun, like being uptight or OCD and, Again, it's about me just kind of owning who I am and Mm. this is what feels good to me. This is how I want to live. It's not for anybody else. Um, And so I think, you know, whether you want to embrace the mess of life and have, you know, things on your counters and it doesn't bother you or you want to be on the other end of the spectrum and totally fastidious, I think as long as you like your reasons, then like amen to that. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to dive into uh, a Goop article that you actually wrote in Azong Goop. Um, You talk about mental health and sort of the correlation between decluttering and mental health and how organizing is a form of self-care. I think that's really interesting and it makes total sense. But would you mind sort of walking people through that concept? Yeah. I mean, so when we kind of break down clutter and the effects of clutter, Clutter is visual and mental stimulation. And so the way that I think about it is, you know, anything that's in your home requires some degree of attention and energy, even if you don't realize it because it's happening and being processed so fast um, Mm -hmm. that like, for example, if you sit down at a desk to do some work and the desk is filled with piles of trash and old dishes and paper piles Even if you're doing your best to focus on your laptop and the task at hand, all of those things are kind of pulling for your attention and basically telling your brain there's unfinished business here, things are messy, things are out of control, I haven't dealt with my stuff. That's where all of the shame and the overwhelm and the paralysis comes in. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you sit down at a desk that's literally a table with a laptop and maybe a cup of pens and something pretty on it, your brain is able to relax and and focus and feel free of all of that stimuli. Um, So when I think about mental health, it's all about wellness and being able to really relax and focus on the things that you care about. Mm -hmm. And so I think of clutter and disorganization as a distraction bringing your attention away from those things that you really care about. So um, that's kind of at the heart of my work is helping people figure out, you know, what is important to you? What are your professional goals, personal goals, family goals, individual goals? And now let's look at what is standing in the way of those goals. And so for me, like I give the example all the time of, I had the goal of wanting to travel all the time And having this, you know, really fun lifestyle where we could 
rent our house out on a moment's notice and like hop in the car and drive to LA or drive to Portland, take a road trip with our kids. And I realized there was no way of doing that unless our house was Airbnb ready and it was easy to pack and effortless Mm -hmm. to leave and, you know, easy to rent a home out to a stranger without doing a massive overhaul first. So that goal really informed how I set up our house and made it really streamlined and organized and clutter-free to enable me to do the things that I wanted to do in my life. Um, And so I always think of it as like, Clutter is really just what's standing in the way of what you want. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is always figure out what you want and then figure out what the clutter is so you can remove it and get to that ideal life. Right. I love that. So yeah, I guess even for me, I love to start my day making my bed (laughs) Mm -hmm. as I know many people do, but for me, it's just something I, I must do every day because it makes me feel like okay, I'm ready. I did one thing at least right. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think like you were saying, it's great to sort of acknowledge what it is we like to have tidy and clean and see how that affects our mood in that way. Um, it, it's just the same thing for our, for our homes, I think for our appearances as well. Um, it it's just keeping ourselves in line how we want to. And uh, I know yeah, that and it's really about being intentional is the way, like I almost think the opposite of organization isn't being messy. It's mm-hmm. being unintentional. And to me, the heart of this work is to be intentional, to make decisions on purpose, to decide it's worth it for me to spend five minutes making my bed because then for the rest of the day, my room looks clean and tidy. And, you know, your bed takes up 90% of most people's bedrooms. So for me, that's another big, it's like a little win that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Like pulling the covers up, fluffing the pillows takes a few seconds in the morning, but then it sends a message that you're taking care of business, that your space is nice, that it's cared for. And I think um, that kind of little action can have a cascade of positives through the rest of your day. There's even been research about the power of making your bed. Then Mm -hmm. that one action first thing in the morning sets the tone for the entire rest of your day and kind of drives home this message. Like I'm a person who's getting stuff done. I'm taking care of business. And I really think success is made of those little victories Um, I teach something in my work called the 15 minute win, which is just a little hack to get out of overwhelm, Mm -hmm. which is set a timer for 15 minutes, pick any project or goal and put 15 minutes of energy into that one thing and just see what you can get done. And it's shocking what you can accomplish in 15 minutes. And then when you're done, like say it's organizing a room and you just say, all I'm going to do is 15 minutes typically you've gotten out of overwhelm into action. You're starting to get that dopamine hit and you feel so good that Mm -hmm. you want to keep going. But even if you don't and you don't have time, you've made 15 minutes of progress. You've seen yourself now as someone who's taking action and not procrastinating. Yeah. I mean, even just in 15 minutes, we say that all the time, like in my household, um, my parents growing up, they would always say, you know, just go upstairs. If you, if your room's messy, 
go clean your room, take even just 10, 20 minutes and it will look so much different. And, you know, they were right. And now I do that in my adulthood. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. My kids, it's shocking. I mean, their rooms can go from a full explosion to totally dialed in in like three minutes. And yeah. <laughs> it's always surprising what you can do in a short amount of time if you just focus. Mm hmm. Well, you brought up some of your programs. So you offer a wide variety of different programs online for individuals to help clean up their homes and their spaces. Um, and yeah. they sort of vary. So if you will, um, if you don't mind explaining to individuals what sorts of programs you offer. Yeah, I would love to. So the reason I started my programs is I had a wait list to work one-on-one -on -one with me and I'm only one lady, so I could only... <laughs> go so far and travel so much because I have my own kids and I really wanted to help people and I wanted to help people at a much more attainable price point than working, you know, one-on-one -on -one with an organizer. And so I basically took my 10 years of knowledge and experience and resources and I bundled it all into these programs. And so um, the first one is the Get Organized Masterclass. And that's mm -hmm really like where I urge everybody to start, which is, you know, I really help you figure out what your priorities are, make a plan, get out of overwhelm and really figure out like, if you have an entire home to organize, what do you do first? How do you break it down and make it really manageable? Even if you're working full time with kids managing all of the things. Mm -hmm. um, so I help you break it down. And then I teach you basically my entire process for how to clarify your goals, edit your space, organize, style, and maintain. Um, and that one's just a really fun, like, for everybody to get all of the nuts and bolts of organizing like a professional. And I also share, you know, all of my favorite resources and products and hacks and take you on a full tour of my home and show you how we make, you know, our 1200 square foot home work for a very busy family of four <laughs> with a puppy. Um, and so that's kind of my signature program. And then I also have um, room specific programs, which are really fun. So I have um, my most popular program by far, which is the virtual closet makeover program. And that teaches you how to redefine and refresh your style without buying anything um, and how to edit and organize and style your closet. Um, and then I also have one for your workspace, um, even if, especially if you're working now from home mm -hmm. at a dining room table, like I am. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I have a clutter-free with kids program designed for busy parents who want to figure out how to still love their home and feel like it's stylish and streamlined, even if they have kids and all the things. Um, and then my last one, which I will be launching this fall, is the Kitchen and Pantry Program, which I'm really excited about. My awesome. brother is a chef and a culinary consultant and also even more of a minimalist than I am. And so I'm bringing him in and it's going to be super fun and live. So we'll be giving homework and assignments and taking you behind the scenes of my kitchen and teaching you how to streamline, edit, organize your kitchen and pantry um, like an organizer and like a chef. So that one's going to be super fun. Awesome. This all sounds so amazing. And, you know, <laughs> you brought up sort of the pandemic 
Um, and that's sort of one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because right now I feel like people are really living in their homes uh, because we're confined to our homes. So, you know, we're in our houses typically every day, but right now during this whole pandemic quarantine time, we're using everything and so much more. Um, our offices, our kitchens, especially, we're cooking so much now. Um, so I think it's really important to, it, it's easy to get overwhelmed <laughs> since we're yeah. using everything so heavily. Um, it's easy to get overwhelmed when messes pop up. But yeah, I think those programs are going to be <laughs> coming in handy for so many different people. Yeah. And I have to say, I mean, I am among the people figuring out how to handle this and how to make it work. And, you know, I used to be totally alone in my house from nine to five every day. I work full time running my business. Mm -hmm. And now my kids are home and my husband who used to be full time in an office, he's home, you know, on his own zoom calls and conference calls. Um, and we have our dog that is known to bark. So it's a bit of a circus, you know, to figure out just the logistics of where does everyone go? How does everyone have personal space? Um, where do the things go? And I have to say, as someone who like really felt like I had nailed it before the pandemic, like <laughs> there have been times where I'm like, oh my God, there's so many people and so many things to manage now. Right. So I am right there with everybody and I'm figuring it out right alongside all of you how to make it work. And I think like the biggest advice I can give is the less stuff that you have to manage, the easier, mm -hmm. which seems very obvious. But I think, you know, I see a lot of people running out to buy more containers and more organizing products. And what I want to say is really the biggest thing that you can do, the most high impact thing you can do is to just clear clutter as opposed to buying containers. Right. Um, so whenever I feel a little bananas in my own space with like the kids and the husband and all the things, mm -hmm. I take five minutes, I clear a surface, I wipe it down and maybe put something pretty on it. Like even just like some fresh flowers. And then I just make my one little space feel like a sanctuary. Um, and so it really is possible to do even without buying a single thing. Ooh, that's great. I love the flower idea. That's a great, yeah, a great tip. I've been doing a lot of flowers <laughs> in the pandemic. <laughs> well, yeah, it's sunflower season right now. So, I mean, I just got last week, I just got like a little bouquet of sunflowers and put them oh. in the house and it, it just adds a little charm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Even just like yard clippings in a simple vase, like on your nightstand or next mm -hmm. to your kitchen sink, I think always looking for those little ways you can elevate your space and help it feel good. I, I am a big believer in it's the little things that matter. You don't need to do full-blown construction to feel better about your space. There's a million tiny things you can do. Sure. I mean, I know right now with me, with working from home, it's chaotic. And especially because I'm traveling between New York and Pennsylvania, I'm constantly moving my stuff around and I have yeah. my work stuff, my podcast stuff, and then just, you know, books I read at the time. And like, I'm transporting everything and it just seems a little chaotic, but I totally get what you're saying. Just sort of take a couple minutes before you start your day and analyze what room you're going to be in and where you're going to be moving around the most and just sort of clean up that space. And yep. it'll 
boost the morale. A hundred percent. And like the little things make a big difference. Like I noticed, you know, my husband now has computers and cords and various things that we never used to have in our house before. And they were kind of strewn all over the place, which of course makes me a little crazy. And mm-hmm. so I was like, what can I do to manage this in the easiest way possible? And just took a big oversized basket and said to him, hey, at the end of the day, when you're done with work, can you just corral all your computer stuff and cords and paper piles and just put them in this basket? And he was like, yeah, no problem. Like, not a big deal. And just that one little thing made such a difference to me and my mental health. (laughs) And it was like a basket can be an organizing solution. It doesn't have to be rocket science. Totally. Totally. Well, I think um, what's also really great about your work is that you have a book coming out, Minimalista, that's coming out next fall, correct? Yes. Amazing. Yeah, so, so excited. That It's so exciting. I, I love to read, so I'm really excited for it to come out. Um, what are some concepts and maybe teachings that you're hoping to incorporate into your book? Yeah, so it's basically it will be, you know, a much more in-depth version of my masterclass program. And so I really wanted to take everything in my brain that I've learned in the past 10 years, you know, working with hundreds of people and put it all into a book that makes it very approachable. Mm -hmm. And what I knew is a lot of my clients had said, you know, they had bought even the most popular best-selling organizing books, and they still felt overwhelmed. It all felt like it makes sense and it, you know, is logical, but I just don't have the time. So the way that I structured my book is so that you can do basically like 15-minute wins all through (laughs) your house. And so even if you feel like you're working full-time, you're traveling, whatever the case may be, I broke down each room into little mini bite-sized projects and hacks so that if you literally have 15 minutes, you can make an impact. And I really want it to be approachable for people so that they can feel like, you know, if they have the time, they can read the entire book cover to cover 12 times and absorb all of it. But they can also just choose their own adventure and go to a room chapter and pick a little project and dive in. Mm -hmm. So that's really my goal with the book is to make it fun and approachable and easy. Um, And I really share everything, like my full process on how to edit, how to organize, how to style and how to maintain. Um, And I take it room by room so you can really dive in where it makes sense for you and go in the order that it makes sense for you or do your entire house. Well, that sounds fabulous. It really does sound super relatable. I think a lot of people are going to be able to benefit from it. And that's sort of the thing, I think, with, you know, minimalism, organization, it's becoming, I guess, more mainstream, if you will. Um, There's starting to be more books about it, more um, coaches like yourself who are helping people. And I love it because I feel like for a while, (laughs) um, especially in like the early 2000s, um, like, 2010 area even um we sort of glorified or had a sick fascination in messes and being (laughs) untidy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I don't want to say there's something wrong with that but I guess there's something wrong with that um but you know there's television shows like hoarders and it 
it does. It sort of glorifies um, people's own suffering with their messes. And like you were saying, it's there's so much positive around keeping a tidy space. And whether it be for your household or for yourself, um, it it's just a really beautiful thing. And I love that, you know, just so many more people are trying to shed that light. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, the key thing in my work is to maintain a really supportive, judgment-free space. So, you know, I've worked with people who can't see the floor and Mm -hmm. I've worked with people that just want to take things to the next level and everything in between. And I really think like what I want to drive home is no matter where you are or what state your house is in, there's always room for improvement And I think kind of the antidote to progress is always like perfectionism or thinking it has to be all or nothing. Like I've heard so many people say like, I would love to get my house organized, but I don't have a month to take off of work. (laughs) And so I've really wanted to break down the process in a way, you know, I'm a full-time working mom with kids. And so I really get the lifestyle and the feeling of not having enough time, but still really wanting to get things done, wanting to feel good in my space. And so that's the way I handle my own house is like 15 minutes at a time, one little project at a time. And I find, you know, if you do one tiny little project a day in a month, you will have completed 30 projects. And that's Mm -hmm. a massive amount of progress in your home. So that's really like what I want to emphasize to people is no matter how you're feeling or what your circumstances are, you can chip away at this and start to feel better day by day. Yeah, I think that's really important to realize is that a little goes a long way. Like you were saying, I mean, just because you're cleaning doesn't mean you have to come out with like garbage bags of trash. Uh, It could just be putting away a couple of things, whatever, I guess, you find personal fulfillment with. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. And like, I had a challenge a few years back to just do your sock drawer. Like it was like, are you feeling totally overwhelmed? Like, let's just do your sock drawer. Let's take everything out, get rid of any like miscellaneous, you know, trash or receipts or random household items that got in there. Give it a good wipe down, pair your socks together, put them neatly in a drawer divider and that's it. And that's like a 10 minute project. But then Every single morning when you go to get dressed, you're seeing that sock drawer. And it's the same feeling of like little victory that you have when you make the bed. And Mm -hmm. I think those little tiny things really have a huge impact on your overall sense of wellness and even confidence in the world. Yeah, I think those are definitely lessons everybody can sort of carry with them throughout the rest of this pandemic. We don't know when the <laughs> the deadline will be when it stops. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as we continue to live out of our homes uh, and just sort of overuse our the rooms that we have and our spaces, I think those are really important lessons when it comes to cleaning up. Yeah, 100%. And I think like my challenge for all of your listeners is just do one thing today, one tiny little thing to elevate your space, whether that's putting some fresh flowers by your sink or on your nightstand, clearing a surface, you know, swapping some throw pillows, like something can literally Mm -hmm. take five minutes, but putting in that effort and intention 
will make you feel like you have some power and control in a world that lacks a lot of control right now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I mean, like you said, sort of the intention there, that's how I feel whenever I just make my bed in the morning or clean up my desk space when I go into work every day. It's just something that makes me feel good and feels like, okay, I have a little bit of this day under control. Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A little goes a long way. Totally. Well, Shira, thank you so much for coming on. I loved hearing your story. But before you go, um, we do like to ask our guests, since this is handling it, what's a piece of advice or maybe a life lesson you've learned, whether it's just in life in general or through your career uh, working with people that's really helped you handle your life? Ooh, I love that question. Um, I mean, certainly sense of humor in this moment, (laughs) I think is getting my husband and I through this. (laughs) Love that. Um, Finding moments of humor and little pockets of joy every day. And I would also say planning ahead. I think the days when I um, take a little time to map out my day and what I want to get done are diametrically different than the days where I haven't planned anything. Mm -hmm. And um, that's one of the things I teach in my masterclass is just before you go to bed, thinking about what do you want your tomorrow to be like? How do you want your day to flow? What are your top priorities? And writing them down and blocking them out the night before so that when you wake up, it's like you've done that pre-work. Now you just show up for your calendar. Um, I find that that makes a massive difference in productivity and creativity and in just kind of an effortless efficiency throughout the day, even when things are really tough. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I encourage pretty much everybody I talk to to get themselves a day planner because (laughs) for me, oh my gosh, it does wonders. It helps me so much just to even write out Again, like sure you can plan and maybe things don't go according to to plan, but it just gives you a a sense of what's going on in your week or your day. And right. for me, that's super helpful. Yeah. And it's just about that intentionality is like thinking about what do I want to do? What is important? If you take even five minutes to do that thought work, then your day is going to include those things that are important Mm -hmm. instead of just being reactive all day to whatever's coming at you. Yeah, especially, you know, I know we have some college listeners, some kids who are in universities right now um, studying. God love them. I don't know how you're going to get through these (laughs) semesters. It's going to be crazy. But yeah, I highly encourage planners because that was something for me with, you know, college schedules between sports, academics, it's all crazy, keeping it all in order. But that was something that really helped me. And I started keeping a planner when I was in college. And then once I graduated, became a working woman, it helped (laughs) me so much. And it, you know, still continues to help me. Yeah, I love that. Planners and lists, I'm a big fan of. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Well, Shira, (laughs) thank you so much. And where can people find you? Um, So easiest is my website or my Instagram. Um, My website is shiragill.com, S-H-I-R-A-G-I-L-L. And same for Instagram, just at shiragill. Awesome. Well, like I said, I think tidying is always, always great to do. And I hope that people, you know, find your story helpful and can check out some of the awesome programs you have. Uh, You know, during the pandemic, there's so much going on in our households. And if we want to keep it clean and tidy, I think it's great to check them out. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me.
All right, guys, I hope you all loved hearing from Shira as much as I did. Her 15-minute wins method is something I've already started implementing into my own life, and I highly recommend it. Don't let the chaos of the pandemic transfer into your household as well. If you're looking to keep your spaces organized and tidy, be sure to check out Shira's masterclasses and programs that she offers on her website, which is also listed in the episode description below. So thank you to Shira so much for coming on, and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.